Hey there. Welcome to Radio Face. As always, my name is Daniel Trinham, and I will be your host. It is truly an honor that you have decided to tune in for today's episode, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed creating it. Before we begin today's episode, I want to let you know that this show is in no way affiliated with the other show that I host, The Third Seat. However, if you'd like to check out The Third Seat, then you can find the information and links for it in the description of today's episode. I think you will really enjoy it as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Along with this, you can find all other links to my social media accounts, as well as any necessary information for any guests that may join me on the show or myself down in the description of today's episode. With all that being said, I want to thank you again for listening in to today's episode. Now let's jump into the conversation. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinham. I will be your host for today's episode, as always, and I'm excited to do today's episode. Today's episode is going to be another rendition of Sincerely Yours Truly, uh, the segment where you get just me. Uh, You'll get my thoughts on um, just different topics, different issues, different, you know, events in my life, things that I just want to talk about uh, from my perspective, and, you know, you'll, you can... Take it or leave it. Uh, but um, yeah, today's episode I'm, I'm really looking forward to. It's something that I have a lot of thoughts on, something that my thoughts on this particular subject that I'm going to talk about, it, they've, they've really come to fruition in the past four to five years, I'll say. Um, and I hope that this episode will be of a benefit uh, in some way. I hope that it'll you know allow others to consider their thoughts. It'll allow others to think about, um, you know, their own lives and, and, you know, hopefully there'll be some good come out of it. But before we start, um, just a few updates on my personal life. Uh, so I recently got engaged, which is really exciting. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Um, we got engaged back on July 1st, uh, the very first day of the month. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. We, we were going out, we went out to Utah on family vacation and it was me, my immediate family and my, uh, now fiance, but at the time girlfriend. And we went out there and we stayed in Southwest Utah around the Zion Canyon area around, uh, you know, around the, uh, yeah, Zion Canyon, kind of the corner of the state, somewhat near to uh, Las Vegas, if you you know you know what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, it was really cool. We we got the whole thing on camera with professional photographer. Um, she, according to her, was completely surprised. She had no idea, wasn't expecting it. And uh, the story of just the whole day is is a fun one. Uh, I may share it at another time. Um, but it was a, it's a definitely an interesting story, but it all turned out, um, great. And so, yeah, a lot of people have been very kind to me and just congratulated me and been giving me words of encouragement since that has happened. And if you're listening and you are one of those people, um, or if you've just been thinking about me, praying about me, you know, I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, as I and my now fiance are embarking on this new endeavor, um, you know, it's, it's going to be. Uh, obviously a big life change and there's going to be a lot, uh, to learn, but I think that, uh, I think we're ready for it. I'm really excited for it. And, 
Uh, it definitely helps to have a lot of great people encouraging you along the way. Um, on a s- second piece uh, of noteworthy news, um, so I so the the day that we returned from va- or the day after we returned from vacation, uh, we actually moved. Well, my my family helped me move into a new apartment, uh, which I am currently in and recording this episode in right now. Um, and I, I really like my new apartment. Uh, it's still down here in Chattanooga and, uh, it's a one bedroom place. It's just me. Uh, and it's, it's very spacious. It's nice. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, but part of the reason why I wanted to tell you this is because where I'm recording right now is, um, it, it's like a, an open kitchen living room type area and, uh, it's where my, my, my desk is at. It's where I'm, what I'm using right now. And, um, I like the expert podcaster that I am. Uh, I decided to run my, uh, dishwashing machine, um, right before we started, not thinking about the fact that it makes noise and is somewhat loud. And so if you can hear it running, I want to apologize. Uh, but hopefully it will either stop or, Maybe it'll just kind of fade into the background for you and you won't hear it. Or maybe you can't hear it. I don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, I, I got moved into a new apartment, which is really cool. This is not my first time being uh, on my own. I mean, I've been living down here in Chattanooga for almost four years now, but this is the first time that I've lived on my own with no roommates. Uh, so it's been good so far. I've had a lot of great roommates in my time, uh, but I'm glad to not have roommates anymore. Uh, I'm glad to be on my own and, and live life and, uh, you know, just be in uh, a new place on my own that I can, I can call my own for the time being. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the main update on my end of things regarding my, my personal life. Uh, nothing, major that I can think of, although I'm sure something will probably hit me. Uh, and then, you know, while I'm about to fall asleep, I'll be like, ah, oh, I didn't, I didn't mention that thing. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, the topic today that I want to talk about is something that, as I previously mentioned, I have uh, a lot of thoughts on. I think that, uh, it's something that my thoughts are continuing to kind of evolve, uh, that my thoughts on are, con- are continuing to evolve and change and something that I think really impacts a lot of us to a great degree. And so, yeah, today I want to talk about broadly just my thoughts and experiences with the internet, uh, with social media, with, you know, phones, specifically smartphones, um, and just the impact that they have had on the world around us. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think you can, if you were to take a 10,000 foot view of human history and really kind of zoom in on the last, I don't know, 40 years, uh, I think if you were to, and I don't know if the iPhone was the first smartphone, I don't know if it was, I, I forget, but it was definitely the one that made the biggest cultural splash, you know? Um, I, I think honestly you could, you could make a a mile marker if you want to say a historical mile marker, uh, on the day when Steve jobs unveiled, uh, the very first iPhone, you know, ever since then that really, in my opinion, honestly changed the course of human history. 
um, you know, without him and, and, you know, without that day, I don't know if I'm sure someone else would have come along and created one at some point, but nevertheless, that was when the internet, largely speaking, really, uh, became accessible and really hit, uh, hit home with a lot of people, literally, like literally and metaphorically. And, so today I just want to talk about, uh, the impact it's had from, you know, in my experience, uh, how it's impacted my life, uh, and, and what I think this may mean for the future, the pros and cons and, and, uh, just overall my thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, uh, let's just jump right into it. So I was born in the year 2000, um, and, uh, I can't really remember a time where the internet wasn't around. You know, I know that the internet, technically speaking, existed before I was born, um, but it was not, to my understanding, and I can be, if I'm wrong, I can be corrected, but to my understanding, it was not as widespread um, as it is now, uh, you know, prior to around the year 2000 or the early 2000s. Um, partly just because one computers, I mean, smartphones didn't exist, so you couldn't take them really anywhere as far as I'm aware. Um, two, they were very big and clunky, um, computers were, uh, so they weren't something that you could, you know, it wasn't like we have these, you know, nowadays we have these really slim laptops we can take wherever and tablets and things of that nature. Uh, that was not a thing. It was, it was these clunky big, I mean, the the earliest rendition of a computer, from what I understand, took up like the size of a, an entire room. It was just these massive pieces of machinery. And so, um, but once, you know, around the early two thousands is when it really started to become more practical for people to have personal computers in their homes or at work, um, things like that, to my understanding, if I, again, if I'm wrong, I'm willing to be corrected, but, um, that's the way I understand it. And so, like I said, I forget when, I don't know the year when Steve Jobs uh, and, and Apple came out with the very first iPhone, or even if the very first iPhone was the first smartphone, but nevertheless, when that officially hit the market, uh, when that new, you know, rendition of, of a phone bringing, you know, combining the internet into this really early rendition of a, what a smartphone would eventually become, um, in my opinion, that has had a profound impact on just humans in general, human history overall. Um, and it's something that I think has had a lot of positive, uh, consequences, but also a lot of negative consequences. And so today I want to talk a little bit about my experience with the internet growing up, um, and where I'm at now with it and, and some key takeaways that I think might be beneficial for most people. Um, so yeah, you know, growing up, most of my earliest memories with the internet, uh, really consisted of, so my, my family had a, a computer at our home. Um, I don't think it it wasn't like a huge computer or anything like a, you know, a super big or clunky one, but, um, my earliest memories with it was, you know, doing things like messing around on Microsoft paint or playing like computer games on CDs and things like, which those aren't even, I don't think those are even hardly used anymore. Uh, most of them are just downloaded nowadays, but, uh, you know, playing computer games, whether it's on, I know that if you're, 
if you went to public school around the time that I did, you probably understand. Uh, I, I was a big fan of uh, mini clip and uh, cool math games, which if you're not aware of what that is, I'm assuming that they still exist. They're still up and up and running. Um, but if not, uh, what they were was these websites where you could go and play these little kind of internet arcade games for free. Uh, and there were tons of them and there were just all these interesting little games where you could pass the time and play. And it was perfect for a curious little child like me that had nothing but time on his hands. Um, and so that was partly my earliest understanding of the internet and everything that, um, just, just what it was in my life from an early, early standpoint. And, you know, um, oh, 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 one more thing. Um, I just want to get this out there. Um, I don't know who else used this game or played this game whenever they were growing up, but, uh, there was a game called Club Penguin and I don't know if it's still around. I'm assuming it is, but if you're not aware of what Club Penguin was, uh, it, it was essentially this like online community based game where you had a, you had this character that you could create. It was a penguin and you got to play with your friends online and you know, you could like have a pet and have snowball fights and live in an igloo. Um, and that was, that was kind of the gist of it really from what I understand, but for some reason I just I just loved I wanted to be I wanted to play on Club Penguin so badly and I will never forget the day that I was I w- my parents allowed me to get the paid version of Club Penguin. I don't remember if there was a free version or not prior uh, or if there was just the paid version, but I I remember playing that and it was just I remember getting access to that and thinking that it was just the best day of my life. I was like this is it. I've made it. I have I can, I can retire now and live a happy, happy life after this. And, um, yeah, uh, that, those were really like my formative memories with the internet that I can remember, um, is just being curious and playing games and having just the world at my fingertips seemingly, you know? And so as I got older, um, my, curiosities about the internet as well as just what I wanted out of it, um, really began to change, uh, you know, as I got older, uh, and, and even that the, the internet started to change, you know, um, as, as it got older, it, it really, uh, it began to have, you know, pieces of itself extend off from it. You know, you had things like Facebook and other, uh, early, uh, adopters of social media begin to form, you had online gaming communities. Uh, you had services like YouTube come about. The, the early days of YouTube um, came came about. And uh, around that time, there was a lot of exciting things going on with the internet, I think. I think there was a lot of new and, and a lot of exciting things happening that people were just curious about and wanted to know more about. And I was definitely one of them. Um, and so you know, this was my, my interest in the internet and everything it had to offer really grew as the internet grew. Um, but the thing is to kind of put a pause on this story for the moment. Um, you know, if you had asked me this at the time, I I don't know if I would have, if I would have really understood it, but now looking back, you know, it, it, Literally speaking, in my life, the internet has always been around for as long as I've been alive. But for the vast majority of people 
you know, alive and that have lived, um, the internet was not always around, you know, individuals that were, uh, that grew up when my parents grew up or when my grandparents grew up, or even, you know, people that are of the age of 30 to 40, uh, there's probably a time that they can remember when the internet was not always around because it wasn't. Um, and you know, their perception, I don't want to paint too broadly with a brush here, but their perception of the internet is likely different than individuals like myself, simply because we've, my generation has been surrounded by it since we've been, we can remember to, whereas there was a time in their life where they weren't always around it. And I think that understanding really gets at the heart of why we may, we as generations may view uh, the internet in different ways. Again, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush because I could be in the minority when I say this, but I think that's a big reason why is because I've never known a time when the internet wasn't around. I've never known a time when social media was not a, um, an active force in my everyday life really. Um, and I think that's important to realize because even though there are people that, uh, you know, were alive before the internet and were around to see it kind of come into what it is, it seems like we all kind of live our lives like it's always been here, like we've always had the internet around. And that's just not the case. I mean, you think about just the internet as a whole, if it were a person, it it would barely be old enough to drink, (laughs) which is kind of a funny way of looking at it. But it's really not old in, in, in our vast, you know, array of human history. The time when the internet has been around is really only a little over two decades. And, you know, maybe if you're being generous, maybe three, you know, cause like I said, the internet, um, existed prior to the year 2000. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it's, it's still a relatively new thing. And the reason I say this is because, me personally, I don't think that we truly currently understand uh, the impact that the widespread use of the internet as a whole is currently having and will have in the future on people in general, not just children, but adults also. Because, you know, um, the internet, whether it was intended for this to be the case, um, or whether we realized it during its early stages of adoption, the internet is, is quite literally when someone is exposed to it, they're handed a key to unlock virtually anything their mind can conjure up and desire. Um, there's no boundaries on the internet. You know, you're not the first person there. There's no shortage of, of things like content. There's no shortage of things to see and to look up and to look into. And a lot of this can be positive, but there can also be a lot of negative. Um, and so, I, you know, when if you were to ask me, has the internet been a good thing or a bad thing overall? I really don't know. I, I truly do not know. Um, there are some easy to pick out good aspects of it and some bad aspects of it. Um, which I'll highlight here in just a moment, but I don't know. It's such an enigma. Uh, I like that word. Uh, it's such an enigma that I don't know if it's been a you know, kind of a, a net positive overall or not. Um, and so 
with all that in mind, uh, we'll kind of get back to my experience with the internet. And so growing up, uh, you know, I remember I got my first, because you really don't have access. You don't have complete access to the internet, in my opinion, until you have a smartphone, uh, or some kind of mobile device connected to the internet, because it's one thing to have a computer at your home or apartment or something like that, that you can you can access when connected to Wi-Fi, but it's another thing to have a mobile version of that computer that you can take with you wherever you want, you know, when you have it in your pocket. And nowadays when you have it on your wrist, um, you know, it, that, that changes the dynamic in my opinion, that, that unlocks a whole other, uh, you know, a whole other part of the internet than you really were exposed to prior. And, I think that, like I said, I, I think that when you have been exposed to, or when, you know, when you officially have a, a smartphone or some kind of mobile device that's been connected to the internet, not just through Wi-Fi, uh, but all the time, uh, that's really when you've officially kind of unlocked everything there is to unlock about the internet and you can explore it all for better or for worse. And so I remember when I first got my first smart smartphone, I got my first phone, although it was not a smartphone. Uh, it, I got my first phone, I want to say seventh grade, maybe seventh, I think seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. And it was this little blue phone. I think it was called the Envy two. Um, if I'm correct, you can look it up, but it was this little phone. It was blue. It's, it, it had a keyboard, a full keyboard, but instead of it flipping open, it slid it, the, the top of it slid to, um, to, to expose the keyboard. And I just remember thinking that was the coolest thing. Whenever I was younger, I would sit there and just slide it back and forth all day long. Um, but yeah, you know, that was my first phone. And then when I first got my very first smartphone, uh, I think I was either, I want to say I was going into my freshman year of high school and the, the smartphone that I had at the time was the iPhone five C, which if you're saying to yourself, what the heck is the iPhone five C? Uh, I totally understand because it came out. I don't even, I don't, I don't remember when it came out, but it came out and alongside a couple other iPhones. And I remember thinking it, they were so cool because the iPhone five C was not just a singular phone model. It had, it was a singular phone model with multiple colors that you could, you could get. Uh, so like for instance, if you were to buy the very first iPhone, uh, I believe there's only one rendition of it. It was black. Um, and if you wanted to customize it in any way, you had to basically get a case, uh, or physically alter the phone in some way. You, you know, there weren't, there weren't many customizable options, uh, during the, when, when you physically act like actually purchase the phone itself. And that's, really kind of been the case ever since then, you know, now that we're farther into the future, there's some color variations of, of, uh, iPhones and smartphones in general, but the real, to my knowledge, the real first one, first iPhone to really offer like unique customization options was the iPhone five C for a few reasons. One, it was not, uh, the body of it was not like metal. It was plastic, which made it, I thought at the time it looked kind of cool, but looking back, it just kind of looks like a toy. Um, <laughs> and, but at the time I thought it was the coolest looking thing. Um, but there was also like five different colors of it. And so you had like this red one and yellow one, and there was a green one. And 
The one that I chose was the blue one. Uh, blue is my favorite color. And so naturally I was like, I want the blue one. And I remember thinking not only was I the coolest thing ever when I had it, but I remember thinking that the phone was also the coolest thing ever, you know? And so, um, that was my first smartphone. That was my first time really being exposed to the full extent of the internet, having a, a smartphone in my pocket, uh, that I can use and, and kind of, uh, interact with however I like. Um, and so following this, I don't know when, you know, whenever you get a, a smartphone, the inevitable reaction to it is, well, what all can it do? You know, you think about all the apps and stuff and you start downloading games and messaging your friends and, oh yeah, this is cool. Uh, and for me, the next progression in this timeline was, I've heard about these things called Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter. Like, oh, this sounds cool. Like, what is this? Like, this is a a new way I can interact with my friends online and oh, they all seem to really like it. And let me, let me see what this is. And of course I'm referencing the, the most popular versions of social media, uh, at the time and currently. And that was, that was really when my kind of infatuation with the internet really jumped off along with this. I was a little bit of a gamer growing up. No, not that I'm not really much of one anymore. Nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with playing video games. I just, I'm, I was more into it when I was younger than I am now. Uh, but I was also a really big online gamer. And so those were kind of the two pillars of my internet usage at the time. It was online gaming and, uh, using my phone specifically through social media, things like YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, things like that. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know it at the time, but this adoption of social media at whatever age it was for me, I don't remember, would really go on to change my life, honestly, um, for negative and for positive. Um, and, and that's kind of what I want to dive into now because, as I'm getting older and, and I don't want to, you know, this is just my opinion. Uh, so, you know, understand that, like I said, these are purely my opinions, uh, and they, they don't represent the opinion of everybody, but this is just my experience. Um, as I'm getting older, I look less favorably upon social media than I used to because social media companies, they are a business. And it may not seem obvious if you're a first time user to social media on the, you know, on the, the surface, because they're a seemingly free service you can use. Uh, you don't have to pay aside from the phone. You actually purchase, you don't have to pay for it. Um, and you know, it's not something that you really have to, uh, put much of an investment into in order to use. And so you may not realize off on the surface how these companies are making money, but the way that they are is the amount of it's obvious, which this may be obvious to some others as well, but for those that aren't aware of this, that's the reason why I'm explaining this. The, the way that they make money is through the amount of time and the amount of people that or the amount of time that you spend on the app and the amount of people that are using the app. Um, because the more people that are viewing it, the more eyes there are, the more products that can be seen, the more ads that can be run and it makes more money and more money, um, in perpetuity pretty much. And so the reason why I say all this is because 
the the one thing that social media apps and companies want from you is your attention. They want you to stay on their apps as long as possible. They want you to utilize their services for as long and as much as possible. And I tell you what, in my experience, it's it's hard as an adult sometimes to stave off the desire at times to want to use to want to use the internet. I mean, you know, even as a grown adult that's been exposed to the internet and, and social media for a long for a long time, it's it's still hard now to uh, you know, not let it engulf all of my time and my energy and attention. And so, like I said, I didn't realize it at the time, but now that I have, you know, I can look back a bit, I don't know if it's really a good thing to allow children and young adults to just be fully exposed to social media in all forms from such a young age, because you are so easily manipulated at that age. You are so easily molded by outside forces at that age that you won't even realize the fact that you are, for all intents and purposes, addicted to social media um, until you've kind of hit your breaking point. And, and I eventually hit that breaking point, and I'm, I'm somewhat glad that I did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think that when we are exposing our children, I mean, we're really exposed, not just children, but children and, and adults alike, when we're exposing ourselves to the keys to have whatever we want, whenever we want it, 24-7, every day, all the time, um, that can be a dangerous thing. I mean, you know, there's a reason why growing up we don't just allow people to drive cars at any age that they want to. is because if you're trying to drive a car at the age of eight years old, you're, you're not going to be able to do it safely and correctly. And so the reason I say that is because we don't really do... At a, at a large macro scale, we don't really have any rules or regulations or kind of boundaries in regards to internet usage in that way. Um, you know, each family likely does it differently, but there's nothing, there's no law or anything prohibiting me from uh, partaking in the internet or social media from a very young age. And I don't know if that's a good thing necessarily. Um, just mainly because, like I said, you're you're so you're so easily manipulated, uh, and I've said this before, also, and I, I mean this in the kindest. I don't I don't mean this derogatory or anything when I say this, but I, as a as a former child, um, I can say this pretty confidently. Kids are also just pretty stupid. Um, even even me in high school, I mean, even somewhat in college, like we just do stupid things. We're just we don't know anything about the world. We don't know anything about life in general. We have zero life experience. <laughs> you know, our, our biggest problem is that we, you know, didn't get pizza for lunch when we wanted it. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's really, um, that's really the extent of life. Like we haven't experienced much life at that point, you know? And so now this is kind of the point where I get to, where I really started to realize the negative impacts that my usage and exposure to the internet 
really started to have on me. Um, I want to say it was around, I want to say it was around my junior year of high school, junior into senior year or something like that. Um, you know, like I said, at this point I had a smartphone. I don't know what kind of phone I had at this point. It may have been my, my beloved blue iPhone five C. Um, but it, it may have been a newer model. I know I got a newer one after that, but I forget when I actually got it. Um, but you know, uh, there came a point, you know, I, I was using all the major social media, uh, you know, forms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. I mean the, the big, the big, you know, the big ones. And so there came a point where I realized that my usage of social media was not because I was really getting anything out of it or that it was really benefiting me in any major way. It was more because of the fact that that was it was more of what I identified with. It, it felt like it was a part of me. It felt like it was a part of my daily routine. Uh, it, it had become habit at that point. You know, if there was ever a break in conversation or if there was ever a dull moment or if um, there was ever a time where I didn't immediately have plans, I was I was always hooked onto my phone. I mean, I was just on my phone scrolling, whether it be through Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever, just constantly consuming content and just putting my thoughts out there and, and, and just, uh, you know, consuming, consuming, consuming content, just, just more and more and more. And there came a breaking point for me where I realized that my use of social media in this way was not, it was something that I, I felt like I couldn't control I couldn't stop myself, but I wasn't getting any benefit out of it. I didn't feel good after using social media. I didn't feel like, you know, after scrolling on Instagram for a little bit, I didn't feel like I was like, man, that was worth my time and I feel much better now. And so um, I, I, I began to feel worse after the fact. And that was around, I, I guess at this point, it was around my senior year in high school. I, I got to kind of, I'll loosely say my wits end, you know, I wasn't like at my true wits end, but regarding social media, I'd kind of hit my wall with it. Uh, I, I recognized that I was just endlessly scrolling, consuming and using social media and I never really felt good about it. I never got any major benefit out of it. I didn't feel like I was better for it. And it seemed to me like everyone else around me was, was, doing the same thing. I don't know if they felt the same way about it, but it seemed like on the surface they were also scrolling and consuming endlessly. And so there came a point where I told myself, um, or uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I got this timeline all confused. Uh, this, this did happen in my senior year of, of high school, but it extended into college. My apologies. I, I've, I've thrown off the timeline all my, on, on my own, but, um, it, it really, I recognized this in high school, but I never really did anything about it because in our, in today's world, it can seem like if you've been around and exposed to the internet for such a long time, it can seem like being away from it is like literally going off the grid, like moving out into 
you know, remote Montana or something like you're just going to lose all connection to the, to the world around you. Um, that's what it seemed like, at least to me. And that's what it seems to be for a lot of people that I've talked to and heard from as well is that you don't, you can't not be on it. You can't not be connected to everybody because if you're, if you aren't connected, you're missing out. And there came a point, and initially I said 2018, but I lied. There came a point where in 2019, late 2019, so at this point I'm a, a sophomore, I want to say, in college. Um, there came a point where I realized this just wasn't good for me. This was not good for me. This wasn't healthy. I recognized my habits, and I was like, I want to do something about this. I'm sick of it. It's not bringing me any happiness. I don't want to live like this or, or do this. This is not something I want to do and I want to change something. And so, uh, on, I told myself that at the start of the next year, I was going to delete all of my social media apps, except for Snapchat. I kept it because I communicated with people on it. Uh, and, and I just used it for that. Um, but I, I got rid of, I didn't delete my accounts, but I got, I got rid of the apps of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all those major social media platforms. I got rid of them on my phone and I told myself, I don't know how long I'm going to go without it, but I'm, I'm just going to in for the foreseeable future, go without it and just see what happens. That's what I wanted to see what happened. And when I say that that was one of the most beneficial things I've ever done in my entire life, I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking at all. You know, that time away from social media being metaphorically and very loosely off the grid, quote unquote, um, was so extremely beneficial for me. It, It allowed me to do a lot of things, but it one allowed me to reestablish a much healthier and better relationship with the internet, with social media. Um, and it allowed me to just kind of restart everything. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm being somewhat abstract here, but I hope you, I hope you're understanding what I mean. Um, because for my entire life I had been surrounded by the internet and social media and I'd never had a break from it at all. Uh, and, and you know, part of that was by my own doing. I recognize that now, but I wanted to say, you know what? I'm going to, I just want to see what life is like without it. And man, uh, I learned so much from that time. I gained so much from that time and I, you know, I lasted, so I, I kid you not, I remember doing this on the ball drop, the night that the ball dropped on January 1st, 2020. I, as soon as the ball dropped, I remember looking down, I was with some of my friends and I deleted all the social media apps on my phone. And that was when I went without it at midnight, January 1st, 2020. And first and foremost, boy, am I glad that I didn't have social media during 2020 <laughs> because um, that year was already such a mess as it is, or as it was. Um, but I'm so glad that I did not have to be just 24 seven engulfed in social media during all the insanity of that year. Um, but the main thing that I, I, I had, I had a couple takeaways from this time and from this time in my life. And I am, 
you know, like I said, I, I, I really, I can't, ex- it's hard to explain how beneficial that time was for me, but I am such a proponent of not necessarily being anti-social media, but I'm such a proponent for people that just, just go without it for some period of time. I'm such a proponent of people that are at all curious about not using social media for some extended period of time. I am such a advocate for that because it, it did so much. It had such a benefit for me. The main benefit, like I said, was I was able to kind of re reconstruct and recontextualize my relationship to social media for the longest time. It was me giving to social media. It, it was, it was taking from me. Social media felt like it was like a parasite almost on me, just sucking the life out of me all day long. And at some point I was able to reestablish that. No, it, it's not supposed to be that. Um, these are tools, phone, social media, everything. The internet is supposed to be a tool. And just like with any tool, uh, I mean, this is going to sound kind of silly, but you know, with any tool, it's supposed to be used for your benefit. If you've got a hammer, uh, and you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're breaking down walls with it unnecessarily. You're breaking the countertops with it. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but you're, you're using that tool, not for your benefit. You're destroying things around you. You know, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be used for doing things like, uh, placing and removing nails. But if you're using it for other destructive purposes outside of that, it's, it's not going to, it's a tool that's being used for the wrong purposes. And I was really able to understand this during this time because, you know, there was a time, like I mentioned earlier, there was a time prior to phones. Much of human history has been prior to phones and the internet. And I realized that we can still do that. It's not like we have to live with phones. We don't have to be connected to them 24-7, all day long, all the time. And that was when it hit me like, I can still live my life without this. And so I went without my phone. I decided to go. Initially, I said, I don't know how long I'm going to go go without my phone. Uh, at first, a year passed. And I said, I'm just going to keep without it. I'm, I'm doing fine. And I'm a lot happier now. Uh, and so I went throughout 2021 without a phone. And I decided when 2022 came around uh, that I was going to get back uh, on social media. Uh, but in a different way. I got back. Uh, around the same, around the time of new Year's, So it was about two years I was off social media, but I one did not get back on Twitter. Uh, my account is still up there. So if you find me and you want to check it out, it's still out there. You can read some of my, uh, somewhat funny, somewhat unfunny tweets. Um, but, uh, I decided just to redownload Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it from a social media standpoint. And I really only use Instagram. I use Facebook occasionally, but only really for the purposes of updating people on my life uh, and about this podcast. That's kind of what I use it for. And so mainly just Instagram. And part of that is because for me personally, I felt like I got the most utility out of Instagram. I, I didn't feel obligated to use Twitter. I didn't feel really that obligated to use Facebook. I just wanted to use, I got a little bit of utility out of it, uh, updating people on Facebook of, of things that they need to be updated on in my life and, and stuff like that. And so Instagram was the main one that I got the most benefit and utility out of. And so that's when I, I decided, okay, 
if I'm going to interact with social media in this way, there's going to be some give and some take. Obviously, I'm going to give some time and energy to it, but I'm not going to allow it to take from me unnecessarily. If I'm going to give to it, I want it to give back to me. I want it to benefit me in some way. And uh, following this, I, I mean, I tell you what, I, I have never been more happy with my relationship to social media than I really have been since I got off of it. And, you know, and I, and I am now because I have, I have gotten control back in regards to my relationship with it. Uh, I've allowed myself the room to understand that, uh, there is a world outside of our phones as, as weird as that sounds, you know, um, there is a world out there and our lives are mostly compromised, not compromised. Uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. Uh, but our lives are mostly made up, made up of our experiences in this world. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I learned a lot during this time. Uh, and I, I wrote a few thing few of these things down that I learned that I want to share with you all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my experience in a nutshell with, with the internet, uh, is, is now I'm at this point where I'm continually and actively trying to maintain a healthy relationship uh, to the internet and social media because I understand now that it is a tool. And just like any other tool, it can be used for good things or it can be used for bad things. Uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, stand up comedians, his name is Josh Johnson. Uh, I think he's hilarious. Um, he's he's on, the, on the internet. You can look him up if, if you want to. But. Uh, in one of his stand-up bits, he said something like, you know, the internet allows people to amplify whatever they're doing. Uh, you know, so if you're doing good, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of his words here, you know, if you're wanting to do good, like if you're wanting to raise money for something, the internet has allowed you the opportunity to expand the reach of your desire to raise money for a positive uh, benefit in ways like you wouldn't be able to on your own. It allows you to connect with individuals and to allow your message to spread and, and, and to do positive things like that, that you would not be able to do on your own. And in that sense, the internet is a great tool to use. But on the other hand, uh, and I forget the joke that he used on during this time, it, it can allow people with, you know, bad intentions or, or even it can allow our unrecognized bad intentions to be amplified. You know, it can allow our unhealthy habits to be amplified. It can allow our immaturity to be amplified. And that's something that I think I recognize now and understand more and am able to better, um, you know, use in my own life. And so now, um, now, sorry, I took a, took a sip of water there. Um, now I want to just talk about a few of the things that I learned from this time that, that I've, I've been able to learn and take away with me and, and hopefully you'll be able to take them away with you and maybe you can apply them to your life in some way. Uh, but these are some of the main lessons and, uh, things that I try to keep in my back pocket when I'm considering and thinking about my relationship to the internet. Um, first and foremost the thing that I found myself doing so much on my phone was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I think it's because I was looking for some form of entertainment on there. I wanted something to stimulate me, you know? Um, but the reality is that's not always going to do it for you. And so 
I would recommend first and foremost, for whatever you enjoy, find a balance of entertainment between your phone and other forms of entertainment. Um, for me, I really enjoy reading. Uh, you know, that's something that I've, I know it's kind of an old trope, like, Oh, you know, book better than phone. Like I know I've, I've heard that seen it and heard it a thousand times, but it doesn't necessarily have to be reading. Like if you don't like reading, then don't read it, you know, whatever, do whatever you want to do, but find a way to balance your forms of entertainment. I'm not saying you can never use your phone for entertainment purposes. I think you should, if you want to, and it brings you joy, then do it. But also make sure to find it in other forms. Maybe you want to watch a movie on TV. Maybe you want to play a board game with your friends. Maybe you want to go out uh, and people watch out in the city. I don't know. Maybe you want to, maybe you like exercising. Maybe you want to, you know, um, maybe you want to start a hobby or something. Who knows? Who knows what it is? Um, But I recommend that you find a way to balance your entertainment options and don't let them get too lopsided in one way. Um, and that's something that I've been able to better accomplish now. Uh, I've been able to better, you know, delegate my entertainment, my ways of entertaining myself um, into other forms than just scrolling on my phone. Second, this one I kind of stumbled upon accidentally, um, but limit your notification use as much as possible. Um, and this one may sound a little weird, but I'll explain what I mean. So it was either through my re-downloading of Instagram or I don't know what it was, but at some point and at, at some point on my phone relatively recently within the past year, I'll say, um, something got messed up with the notifications on my phone to where I realized I wasn't getting notifications for like a handful of apps. For in, for example, I realized I wasn't getting notified. Like while I while I had re-downloaded Instagram, um, I was not receiving any notifications from it. If you sent me a message or liked a picture or anything, I was not notified of it unless I was literally in the app. Um, I was also not getting email notifications for some reason. I'd get a bunch of emails and I would never be aware of it until I actually clicked into the app. Um, there's an app called group me. I was for some reason not, I had the app on my phone, but I wouldn't ever get any notifications. And so people would be like, Hey, did you see the message this person or that person sent? And I'd be like, no, I didn't see it. What'd they say? You know? Um, and so this, I didn't realize that this was going to, this kind of accidental changing of my notification settings was going to have such a benefit because I don't keep a lot of these notifications on anymore. Um, I don't keep my Instagram notifications on. I don't keep a lot of my notifications that I, I've found to be unnecessary on my phone on anymore because as I mentioned earlier, the point of a lot of these companies is to keep your attention for as long as possible. And the last thing you want is for your attention to be entirely devoted to your phone all the time. And for me, I've just found that, you know, if I post a picture on Instagram and a bunch of people like it, or maybe a bunch of people don't like it either way. Um, I don't really care. Honestly, I don't need to see every single like and comment and message. I'll get to it eventually. It's, it's not life or death. Um, but allowing myself to, in this case, somewhat accidentally, but now purposefully detox from so many notifications all day long. Um, it's really made my life a lot better. Honestly. Um, I'm not, 
you know, pinged all the time. I'm not, there's not stuff constantly flowing in and out of my phone. Um, and, and it's really been a, a benefit for me. And so, you know, I recommend, I recommend looking at your phone, finding the apps that you may want to keep, but, uh, you may not need all the notifications on for, and just for a little, even just for a little bit, just turn the notifications off and just see what happens. See if you, if life goes on without it, uh, you may realize that you don't need those notifications. You don't need that constant, um, pestering by the app. You don't need that constant updating on things like that. Um, you know, you wouldn't want somebody following you around all day long saying, Hey, this person did this. Hey, this person did that. I mean, that would get annoying at some point. And so in my mind, the same thing applies for our phones. And the last thing that I really learned that I want to make sure I leave you with is that life goes on, uh, whether you're on your phone or not, which can sound obvious, but as I kind of mentioned before, it, it, it can be hard to kind of believe that in a way because we're all so connected to our phones and we are all so connected to social media that Oftentimes it can feel like if we're not on it or connected to it, um, we're going to miss out on something. And that's just not the case. Um, you know, I had some of the best times of my life. I had some of the most formidable memories and relationships built during the time that I wasn't on social media because it forced me to be present in the moment. It forced me to be and exist in the moment that I was in. And I realized that life goes on without social media, whether you're on it or not. And again, I'm not saying you can never be on social media, but I just recommend that it's okay to take breaks every now and then it's okay to say, you know what? I don't want to be on this right now. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to focus on my career. I'm going to focus on this hobby. I'm going to focus on this or that, or I'm just going to live my life in general. Um, that's okay. And that's, I would say a good thing. Uh, I, I would highly recommend you give that a shot if you haven't already. And, and I, I hope that, uh, if there's any one of these three things that I'm wanting to leave you with, that's the one that I would recommend you really think about the most and really apply the most. Cause like I said, I know that it can sound obvious. Duh. We know that life goes on even when we're not on our phone or whether we're on it or not, but we are on our phones so much and we were on inter the internet so much that, um, it can feel like they're two separate worlds when the reality is we live in one world. And if, and we're, if we allow things like the internet and our phones to take up too much of our time and energy and attention that can really take away from our life overall, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of the main thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, you know, I, I how I know whenever I'm, whenever I'm ready to, be done with these episodes is I get to the point where, uh, my, my mouth is getting really dry and I can, I've just, I feel like I've just said everything I need to say. Um, and so I'm getting to that point now where I feel like I've said everything I, I wanted to say and everything I needed to say. And so, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed hearing my thoughts on this. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you're at all interested in sharing your thoughts on this episode or your thoughts on anything that was talked about today, um, then feel free to shoot me a, a message on, on social media. My links, links to my handles on social media will be, uh, in the description below. So if you want to follow me, send me a message, anything like that, you can. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, I, I just, 
as I mentioned in the beginning, I, I really appreciate uh, not only everyone congratulating me and supporting me through my new engagement, but also for those of you that have been consistent listeners of the podcast uh, so far, this has been a new endeavor for me, a new project I've been working on. It, it really means a lot that you're willing to take time to listen to this uh, and to um, just share part of your day with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really, it, it really means a lot that you're willing to uh, extend some support to me in this way. Uh, it does not go unnoticed. And and I thank you for your continued support. So yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, thank you for listening. It really means a lot. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, if you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, those links will be down in the description of today's episode. Um, if you'd like to follow the podcast uh, on any social media sites, um, or if you want to find some more places where you can listen to the podcast, uh, then head down to the description. There will be separate links for all these things. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, thank you again for listening. Uh, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I uh, hope that you'll tune in for more future episodes. Um, yeah, I think that's all. So uh, I hope you have a great day. I hope you uh, get to enjoy some time with your family and friends, some loved ones. Maybe have a good meal, uh, anything like that. But um, yeah, hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. Uh, and I will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.